discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Thank God for this morning. Father, we are grateful. We gave you glory. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory, we give you glory, Lord. Hey, Lord, who's an amade? May Lord, Thank you, dear Holy Spirit of God. Father, thank you for this opportunity. We are grateful. Thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit who is here with us. Thank you for the ministry of your word and the ministry of your spirit acting together to bring us into glory, to bring us into grace, to bring us into wisdom, unfathomable wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for transfigurations, transformations, changes, literal changes, Lord, spiritual changes material changes changes of mind changes of riches in the name of the Lord Jesus thank you Lord that this is no ordinary meeting this is a reference point for our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus we receive your word with meekness and with gladness thank you even in Jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah hallelujah you may kindly take your seats in heavenly places It's a blessing to be here. Tell anybody it's a blessing to be here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm here. I have um, three meetings with you. I'm hoping I'll get six hours of preaching during these three meetings. I hope I can get that. So, I'm sharing on the rulers, comma, false brethren, comma, dangerous sons and spots yes this is what i'm preaching on the rulers ruler r-u-l-e-r-s the rulers false brethren dangerous sons and spots is it a powerful topic the rulers false brethren dangerous sons and spots. So in the next three meetings, I'm going to be sharing along this line. Okay? Now, Pastor was saying something when he was introducing me of how important it is to have a father or a pastor over your life. That is the first point, actually. The rulers. 
Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. Matthew 9, 36. The Bible says, And, but when Jesus saw the multitudes, when Jesus saw people, you see that there are people outside, when you're coming in, there's so much happening outside. One man once it has been talking for a very long time. There are pe- people are everywhere. Yeah. Are there people everywhere? Yeah. When God sees human beings everywhere, like those of you who just came to campus here, you know, when he sees all the people there, do you know what he thinks about? He's not thinking about the degree you are coming for, or the HND you are coming for, or your beloved, or your, your boyfriend, or your girlfriend. He's not thinking about uh, how many children you can have in your life. He's not thinking about. Uh, what you can become. All he's thinking about is one thing. That you don't have a shepherd. That's all he's thinking about. That's all. When God sees people, eh, that's all he's thinking about. Like, they are scattered. Because all the problems that they have is because of one thing. They all have all the problems. That's why he was talking the way he was talking. Because it's a scripture. And I just want to show it to you in the Bible. Because that's my first... That's, that's what I'm talking I'm talking about the rulers. The rulers. Say the rulers. The rulers. There are people that God has ordained to rule in your life. Okay? You miss them, you've missed your destiny. That's the truth. You miss them, you've missed your destiny. You can go round and go round and go round and go round. Yesterday someone called me and said that, Pastor, you know, the person has had a lot of very wild experiences. Did I say, did I say it was a lady? I didn't say it was a lady. I didn't mean a he she. So a he she. A he she. A Z something. Or a Z something. Has had a lot of problems. Do you know problems? No, it is too sad. A lot of problems. Like nothing in her life is working. I've said her, so I've mentioned it. She has done not less than seven abortions. Not less than. Not less than. Not less than. You know, she was, she was talking to me about how, like, man, the guy who is supposed to marry her is misbehaving now. On the brink you know, of the marriage, he's now misbehaving. So the marriage cannot come on. So many problems to the point that <laughs> it's sad. It's, it's very sad. Tell me about it. It's very sad. It's very sad. You know where you get to a point in your life where prophets now tell you, like, I'm seeing this on your forehead. I'm seeing that on, on your forehead. Like, you have, you have a demon in your family. And that demon is responsible for taking all your life away. So I am the one who's going to deal with the demonic problem in your life. A lot of people get to that point in their lives. Plenty. So many people. Desperate. Because when the word of God was giving them instructions, they disobeyed. They didn't mind. They didn't mind. When your problem comes, the Bible says that wisdom will laugh at you. When you're pro- because when wisdom was calling you, when wisdom was talking to you and calling you, look at Proverbs chapter 1. It's not part of my message, but let me just, because I'm just saying it now. Maybe it will help somebody. Proverbs chapter 1. Let's read from verse 20. Wisdom crieth 
without. From verse 22. Wisdom crieth without. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the word of God. Okay? The word of God is wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wisdom crieth without. Or cries, cries outside. Like you hear people talking about the word of God. Like the way I'm talking to you now. Uh, it is wisdom. The wisdom of God is talking to you. Cries without. She uttered her voice in the streets. Sometimes you hear people preaching on the streets. And all that. She cries in the chief place of concourse. The place where people pass a lot of times. In the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her, her words saying. How long ye simple ones. Simple one means ye fools. So a simple one is a fool. I don't know if the message can tell us in, in, in plain terms. Simple, simpletons. You do know a simpleton? A simpleton is a, is a fool. A foolish person who does not know anything. How long will you wallow in ignorance? Cynics, how long will you feed your cynicism? Idiots, idiot. Idiots in the Bible. Idiots, how long will you refuse to learn? Like it's a problem. It's a problem. Wisdom is talking. The word of God is speaking. I go, God is nothing. The word of God is nothing. You'll be surprised. Let's be realistic. Let's be, let's get it. Let's do whatever we want to do. Brother, sister. Your, 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 your turn to wallow in challenges and not have, have solutions is on the way. If you don't listen to God now, there's no time. You will think that there's time. I'm telling you that there's no time. There's no time for you to change. There's no time for you to become better. It's either you change now or you don't change. It's either you take advantage of the grace of God now or you don't. Do you understand? Yeah. Sometimes it was like, oh, we have time. No, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. If you don't believe what you are supposed to believe now, you will not believe it tomorrow. And you will not have the opportunity to believe. Because believing is a gift from God. And because you ignored him the first time, you will not have it the second time. Look at the, look at the next verse. Let's read King James. Turn you at my reproof. Okay? Like when I tell you that what you are doing is wrong. Really turn away from what I'm saying is wrong. Yeah. Like when, when the word of God says, this one is not supposed to be done. Yeah. That is the one you want to do. Hey. 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 Then it says, behold, I'll pour out my spirit unto you. The word of God says, I'll pour out my spirit unto you. You will make known my words and make, I will make known my words unto you. Like I'll open my words to you through my pouring out of my spirit upon you. Wow. wow. Next verse. Because I have called and you refused, because I called you, mentioned your name, mentioned your problem in the service, like as we were preaching, we mentioned what was about you, what concerned you. Your life, it was like your life was being played in front of you. Dito, dito. As though someone had come to have a conversation about your life with us. No, it is the Holy Spirit who is working. It's not because. Uh, we want to come and we want to come and talk about who are you that we talk about? Yeah. We, have, we, have, we, can, we have better people to talk about. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. You did not regard me. But you have set at naught. You have made all my counsel nonsense. Like all the things I, I said to you, you made it nonsense. For instance, I'm telling you now that when God sees the multitude, what he thinks about is not 
It's just one thing. Yeah. Your bewilderment in life, your challenges in life and all those things, is because you don't have one thing. Wow. But you may sit and say that, oh, what is all this? Do you understand? Like, oh, they are worrying us. They say they are going to preach for six hours. What's all this? What's all? You, are, you, are, you are rejecting wisdom. And wisdom is saying that, listen, because you have set at not all my counsel, all the things I had to say to you, all the advice I had for you, all the instructions I had for you, and would none of my reproof, you would not change at whatever I said. When I say, you say, it's not like that. Uh, Brother, you are throwing your life away. It's the truth, though. Listen, I'm not old. I'm not old. I'm very young. But I've seen life small. I've seen life small. Okay? I've seen life a little bit. And life is not a joke. You play around, life will play with you. Okay? Hmm. Life will play with you. You'll be surprised. Don't play, don't play with your life. Oh. Don't ignore God. Oh. Next verse. I also, this is wisdom talking. This is the word of God talking. There's a point in your life where the word of God will not work for you anymore. Wow. Where your past, pastors cannot help you anymore. Where prophets cannot help you anymore. Nothing can happen for you. They will take you on a ride. On a long ride. Very long ride. Yes, I was being told about a certain woman who died uh, somewhere last month. Because she was not listening to her, her pastors. Yes. She fell ill with a certain form of cancer. And the, so the church arranged, did everything. There were doctors, it's a big church. So there are doctors in the church. They arranged and then took her to the hospital. They, they helped her. The doctor said, come to this place and I'll fix you some more. On her way to the place, someone told her that there's this pastor in this corner, there's this prophet in this corner who can help you. And she went to stay in that church for six months. Yes, six months until two weeks before she died. Two weeks before she died, that was when she reasoned that, hey, I've made a mistake. Her pastors were telling her, what are you doing here? Move, move and come and let's do what we are supposed to do for you. Let's take care of you. It's cancer for crying out loud. If you are treated, something can happen with our prayer. We've been praying for you all this, but it's like at that time, a challenge has come. So she feels that this is the time to be to get a prophet who is Uhudios. Someone who will do brother. You were a joke. She made a very big and she's dead now. She's dead. It has cost her her life. And the prophet she went to stay with, stay in the church for six months, does not care. Yeah. Can you imagine that they were taking money from her every day? Cancer patient, yes. Taking money from her every day and mixing things for her to drink. Concoctions, mixing. This one, this one, this one. Are you in the church? Yeah. Wisdom says, me too, when your problem comes, I will also, I will laugh at, at your calamity. I'll me- let's read message eh? maybe message will say it well Let, let's go to 24 I don't know if you like my message do you like my message as it says I've called but you've turned a deaf ear I've reached out to you but you've ignored me next verse since you laugh at my counsel like when we talk to you you laugh you let your pastors suffer for nothing it's as though they don't have a life they're always coming to you. It's like you are their sheep. So they are coming. 
moving from their homes. These people, they live in my house where I live, very far away. They'll drive all the way and come in the night and then be moving around, trying to bring it to the house of God. You think they are fools? You think it's because of your offerings? What is your offering? No, when you came, didn't you see that the place was already done? Didn't you see that the place? We did the place a long time ago. I was here. I was here. I was the pastor here. Yeah, we did this place. This place was furnished and everything in 2013. Longer this because I know it's not today. It's long time. Long time. So we don't need the offering to try and make the church look nice. It's not your offering. No, 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 no. We are not pulling you to the house of God and all that because we want we want to what? We just it's, it's an assignment from God. Yeah. So as you start, if you start ignoring, insulting, battling in your mind. And laughing at what we are doing. Eh? Dodging us. We come, you, you, you move here and then we are here. You know that we'll come to this door. So you move through the other door. Brother, listen, I have come to tell you that your end is in view. No, the way the message came to me, it was so serious. This dawn, it was very, very serious. You see, I've been talking about, come about loyalty. I'm talking about the loyalty of the people in the church. Not leaders. I'm talking about people, members, church members that we are suffering concerning. When your problem comes, then you call. You only know us when your problem comes. You know, what is wrong with you? But on a normal day, you will not sit down. No, who does that? How many of you eat once a week? You eat only once a week. No. If you want to grow well, what do you do? You eat every day. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. Consistency is the key to growth. Not once in a long time, then you eat once. Not once in a long time, when your problem comes, then you call us for us to come and do something. Next time, when you call us, we will not mind you. I came to tell you that when you call us next time, we will not mind you. We will not mind you because actually, you are not our sheep. You are a dangerous son in the church. You are a false brother in the church or a false sister. That is what I came to tell you, basically. Yeah. You were a wandering star. Yeah, that's what I came to tell you. So, advise yourself. It's either you are in or you are out. Yeah. We don't want to have people it's like you are in here. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. We've been following up on you for one year. Why? For what purpose? What kind of stress is that? Blocking other people's opportunity from hearing the word of God because of your behavior. I don't know if you like my message. It says, since you laugh at my counsel and make a joke at my advice. You make a joke at my advice. When I advise, it's like, oh, is, we told you, don't, don't do this. Don't sleep with the lady again. Oh. <laughs> Pastor, you don't know things. Don't smoke the weed again. Oh, Pastor, you don't know things. Don't go into that relationship. Pastor, you don't know things. You don't know. Look at you. Look at your name Verse 27. Oh, we've, we've passed that. It's 26. Go to 26. How can I take you seriously? This God's word is saying that. How can I also take you seriously? I'll turn the tables and joke about your troubles. When your troubles come, me too, I'll joke about it. Next verse. So you have people who are praying, but nothing is happening. Because they blocked God's uh, channel for them a long time ago when everything was fine. Yeah. 
How many of you have seen them? There are people. Prayer comes. People are praying, doing all night. My husband, my wife, my children. You may get the husband, you may get the wife, you may have your children, but your children will be wicked people. You are raising your own madras. You are feeding your own madras. Gradually, every day, you will see. Are you in the church? What if the roof falls in and your whole life goes to pieces? What if catastrophe strikes and there's nothing to show for your life but rubble and ashes? Next verse. You will need me then. You will call for me, but don't expect an answer. Don't expect an answer. Don't expect an answer. Don't expect an answer. Brother, don't expect an answer. Sister, don't even think about it. Don't expect an answer. No matter how hard you look, you won't find me. No matter how hard you look, you won't find me. Because life is in seasons. Life is in seasons. Okay? And when you miss that particular season, you've missed it. That, that's the truth. You've missed it. You've missed it. Yeah, you've missed it. If you miss it, you've missed it. You will not be 22 again. You will not be 17 again. It's past. What you were supposed to do at 17 that you didn't do, it's gone. You can't do anything about it. That's how life is. So if you don't take advantage of what you're supposed to take advantage of now, forget about it. It may be difficult for you to recollect yourself. Yeah. The Bible says that Esau sought a place of repentance with tears. Because Esau sold his birthright. I'm going to talk about Esau. Esau sold his birthright. Yeah, he sold his birthright. He sold his birthright and was trying to get it back. He cried and cried and cried and cried. At a point, tears does not do anything in God's house anymore. It doesn't do anything to God. It doesn't change God. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't move him. Because when he was telling you, you were also laughing. So as you are crying, he's also laughing. It's in the Bible. I'm not the one saying Because you hated knowledge and had nothing to do with the fear of God. Eh? You hated knowledge. We are talking like, come to church and come and hear knowledge. Because actually, eh, pastors are to feed you. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Jeremiah, it says, and I will give you pastors according to my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. Jeremiah, look at that place. Jeremiah 3, verse 15. I will give you shepherd rulers. So this is nice. I will give you shepherd rulers who will rule my way. Who will rule you with intelligence and wisdom? They will rule you with intelligence. They are rulers. Who? They are rulers. Tell me about they are rulers. They are, rulers. They are people that God has sent into your life to rule your life and help you go where God has designed for you to go. You miss them. That's the end. I know those who are rulers in my life. Yeah. I'm not where I am because I am smart. No. Or because I am wise or whatever. No. 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 Or I'm strong. No. They are so hardworking. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm one of the laziest people in the world. Yeah, but people say I'm hardworking. But I mean, I see myself as a very lazy person. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I can do more than I'm doing now. I'm reading a book called The Determinants. As I read it, I feel like running, like I just want to run so that, like I'm doing something. As I read a book, I just want to run around so that it's like I'm doing something. Because it's like, if, if I'm lying, it's like I'm, I'm being lazy. Hey! Let's read the King James. 
And I will give you pastors. This is God talking. I will give you. I will give you pastors according to my heart. That's what God does. So God gives you pastors that are according to his heart. You don't choose your pastor. God gives you a pastor. That is why you are sitting here. You are not sitting here because uh, you decided to be here. God brought you here. How come we met you when we came out? There are a lot of people around. How come we met you? And 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 met you? you? Where are the two people who are here? They moved here. Yeah, and met you. How come we met you? How come we didn't meet any other person? You think think it is normal? You think it is ordinary? It is not ordinary. It is not ordinary at all. There are meetings that are organized by the Holy Spirit, but it is normal. It looks normal. Acts chapter 8. Look at Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Let's read from verse 29. Go up. Let's read from verse 20, maybe 26, so that it makes more sense. One day, a certain man of God called Philip was having a mighty revival in a town, a city called Samaria. People were getting saved. Broken legs were getting straight. Blind people's eyes were opening. Lepers were being cleansed. All kinds of things were happening. As he was doing that, the Holy Spirit said to him that, listen, I want you to move. The angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Yeah, go into the desert. As he's having a very powerful meeting somewhere. Very comfortable, lovely life. Sometimes a pastor will be having a very... The, whole, the house is comfortable. Everybody's house. Who wants to move out of his house? Nobody wants to move out. Move out. The house is very comfortable. But then God will say, move and go and go and stand in this corner. Go to KSTU campus. Go to Kath campus and walk around. But nobody... No, You see, the person will not come and tell you, God sent me to you. No. Because normally, even the instructions from God are edges. They are just perceptions. Let's go. Sometimes you are not even sure what you are doing. Yeah, you are not sure as a pastor what you are doing. But there's actually an edge, a movement of the spirit. The spirit of God is coercing the person. He told him, listen, go and go and stand in that place, which is called desert. Next verse. And he arose and went. God didn't even tell him who he was going to meet. He just went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, and a candidate, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, returning from Jerusalem. Hmm? When you invite somebody, that's when everything goes off. That's how it is. I'm a pastor. Don't, don't, don't worry. Like, I'm the pastor of the church. You get it? So when I come, I, I've come. It's, it's my house. <laughs> so don't worry. Don't try. Don't try. Okay? Like Pastor Sifal said, don't try. I understand. I understand. I understand. So, Pastor Eugene, calm down. All the pastors, calm down. Let's flow. Uh, don't, don't bash anybody. Don't worry. This one is not their fault. <laughs> when another person comes, like, do you understand? Another person, maybe prophetess them or somebody else comes, or Reverend George comes, or Episcopal Sister comes, or Bishop Dag himself comes. I have some good news, but I will not say it now. Hallelujah. That one you can get worried. Yeah. Uh-huh, but this one, this one, don't get worried. Oh, Charlie, it's, it's me. Uh, oh. He says he was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was, as he was sitting and returning to, back to his country, he had come to worship at Jerusalem and he was going back. As he was going back, he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah. I don't know if you have read the book of Isaiah before or tried to read it before. <laughs> have you seen that? It's like you don't understand anything that's going on. 
So this guy also had the same problem. You see the way you read the Bible, you don't understand anything. Yeah. Huh? As he was reading the Bible, he could not understand anything. But he was reading it because he was a religious person. Yeah. They say we should read so we are reading. Yeah. As he was reading, next verse, the Holy Spirit, then the Spirit said unto Philip, go near and join yourself to this chariot. Go near. Who arranged the meeting? The Holy Spirit arranged the meeting. So who arranged the meeting between you and I? Or between you and the people who came for you? And you better acknowledge it as such. If you don't acknowledge it as such, it will be an ordinary meeting. And you will not get anything out of it. It will be a social encounter. We are not social, we are not social people. We've not been sent by the government. We're sent by God. That is why we came into your life. Do you understand? And when we talk to you, it is God who is talking to you. The earlier you recognize that the better it will be for your life. Then the spirit said, Go near and join thyself to the side. Next verse, verse 30. And Philip ran that to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Do you understand what you are reading? Look at the man's answer. It's the answer of many people in, in life. And he said, How can I? It's like he, 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 he responded in anger. Ah, what do you mean? How can I? Except some man should guide me. Except what? Some man should guide me. Some man. There's a man sent from God into your life to guide you to understand the scriptures and to guide you to have a proper life. Yeah. How can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip. He asked, you listen, if you don't desire us to come to your life, eh, it's not by force. Oh. It's not by force. That's why I believe in leaving some people and just move on. Yeah, don't, don't do it. If you're a leader and you are working on this person for two months and the person is not minding you, leave the person and move on to another person. Because that person is delaying you from meeting other people. That's what is happening. Yeah, he's delaying from meeting the one that God really wants to meet. Yeah, so some people should just, they are dangerous people. You should just leave them. They are stubborn people. They will not change. Leave them. And they will come back when you leave them. When you leave them and you see that, hey, this person was important in my life, then they will come. If you don't think someone is important, you don't don't engage the person. Yeah. You don't engage the person. You see me, I'm coming here. You have changed the place. You you are welcoming me. You you are talking about me nicely. Why? Because you believe that I do something in your life. If you don't think that I do something in your life, I mean, I mean, it's nothing. I mean, when the person comes home, Charlie, let him just come and let's let him just come and sit down and do. Yeah. So the value you place on the relationship you have with somebody determines what you will do. Yeah. If you don't play, if you don't place any value on what what all this like coming to church, uh, being there, following up on you, training you, giving you the word. If you don't think it's anything, you will not have anything out of it. But if you think it is something, your life will change. Listen, I know where I'm coming from. I know my mother. I know my father. Do you understand? I know my siblings. I know I shouldn't be where I am. Naturally speaking, I shouldn't be where I am. No, no, no. I shouldn't be where I am. At all. But because I accepted a man into my life, a man sent from God into my life, and listened and heeded to his counsel and to their counsel, I am where I am. And I am going where I'm going. I am going where I'm going because of these people in my life. If I take them away, it's finished. I am a bunch of nonsense, nonsense, a bunch of nonsense. Yes. 
How can I accept some man should, should, should guide me? And Philip, he desired Philip that he would come and sit with him. You must desire us. You must call us to come and come and sit with you. Do you understand? Like when we are coming to visit you, don't be swerving. You are swerving for what? You are swerving me. You are swerving my, the people I've sent to you. Who? Oh. You are swerving your destiny. Not, not, you are swerving your destiny. Charlie, leave them. Like, check. Check your list. Those you have been trying to catch for one year. Listen, you can, if you can kick them out of the list, just remove their name and just kick, the, kick them out of the list like that. Do you understand? Yeah. Kick them away. Don't bestow labor on foolish people. They are idiots. That's what they are. Because they are rejecting the word of God and they must, they must be treated as such. If you don't know what you have, eh, you, you, let, you let anybody just mess up with you. If you know what you have, if you know what you are giving, know what you are giving. Know and understand what you are giving. You are distributors of the, we are distributors of the Holy Spirit. We are feeders of knowledge and understanding, feeders of wisdom, and guides for people's lives. That is what we are. I have been sent by the Holy Ghost. I didn't send myself. They have been sent by the Holy Ghost. They didn't send themselves. If you ignore them, it's the Holy Spirit you are ignoring. And Jesus said that whosoever rejects me, I also reject him on that day. Finish. He says, if you go to a city and they don't accept you, what do you do? Get out of that city and shake the dust off thy feet. It will be a testimony against them on that day. That's exactly what we should be doing as leaders. Not, not one person, you are with one person for years. Like a beggar. We are not beggars. Don't stop that. I've come to tell you to stop that rough death. Leave them. Yeah. Leave them. I know there are some new people here today. I'm still talking to you. It's, it's, it's a choice. You can just decide that oh, this thing is nothing and go. Maybe God has some other plan for you. I don't mind. Those who have been given to us will come. Those who have not been given to us will not come. Finish. I'm going to talk about all those things. I have so many. I've not even finished my first verse. I, your faith is high, so it's pulling a lot, a lot of things. I'm not. I'm just saying it. Look at this. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He, the man was reading this particular scripture in the book of Isaiah. He was led as a shepherd to the a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shepherd, so open he not his mouth. Next verse. And the Enoch answered Philip. He spoke to Philip, ah, and said, "I pray thee, I'm asking you, who, who, of whom." Speaker, the prophet, this who is the prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself, about him, the, himself, the prophet, or he's talking about some other man? He couldn't understand anything. Bereft. Look at this. Look at the next verse. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. He preached unto him Jesus Christ. The guy got born again. If you read on, the guy got born again, got baptized, and had an experience with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, the baptism happened. Why? All because some man came to come and talk about the same Bible that he was reading that he couldn't understand. From that same scripture that he was reading, I couldn't understand. Someone sent from God understood that. And you see, the scripture was his salvation. The scripture was his baptism. Yeah. The scripture was his leading to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But he couldn't have anything, any contact with God. Yeah. Why? Because the missing key was a man. A man. There was no man to help him. When the man came, that same scripture, 
brought him experiences with God. Sometimes I people say that we have never had any experience with God. It's because you've not accepted any man into your life. You've not accepted, really, you've not really accepted anybody in your life. How do you know God is talking to you? Yeah. From that same scripture, Romans chapter 10. Let's read from verse, from verse 11. Romans chapter 10 from verse 11. For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Is it true? Yeah. That's what the scripture says. Whosoever believes in God shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord of all is rich unto all that call upon him. Anybody who calls upon the Lord will be saved. Next verse it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is it true? Yeah. Now, how can they call on? You see, it says, Whosoever shall call upon the Lord shall be saved. But how can you, how can you know the Lord? How can you know the Lord? Listen, let's, let's, be, let's be serious in life. Do you understand? Let's just be serious with what is happening. Look at this verse. It says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How can you call on God in whom you have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom of whom they have not heard? In other words, if you don't hear, you cannot believe. And if you don't believe, you cannot call on who you are supposed to call on for you to have a change in your life. Like your fruitfulness, your development, your upward movement is based and hinged on your belief, your faith. That's how, that's how it is. But if you don't have anybody who can talk to you, because for believing to come, you need to hear. Without hearing, you cannot believe. Oh. There's nothing to believe if not heard. What are you going to believe if not heard? Are you getting it? So he says, and how shall they believe in whom of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? Next verse. And how shall they preach except they be sent? When you see someone preaching, you should know that they have been sent by God. Then he says, as it's written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. They are the communicators of good things into your life. They bring glad tidings. The men sent from God into your life are the ones sent to bring glad tidings, good things into your life. You ignore him, you are ignoring good things. So it's called the divine equation. To get to God, and to, to get to what God wants you to have, you need to believe. For you to believe, you need to hear. For you to hear, you need a preacher who has been sent by God to bring you into God. That's how it works. So if you ignore him, let me show you a scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Maybe you think I'm lying. First Corinthians 3, 5. Who then is Paul? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You are, is the message clear? Is it a clear message? My dear, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very clear. It's no. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? You see, in their natural senses, they are nothing. Then he says, but they are ministers. They are ministers. Servants of God. By whom ye believed. Why? Because ministers are sent by God to communicate the Holy Spirit into your life. That is our actual job. Our actual job is not to provide money for you when your mother dies. Or when your father dies. Or when your mother is sick or your father is sick. That is not our job. 
That is not our main job. We do that. Uh, it's part of the thing. But that is not it. Our main job is not to pay our school fees. Like when, when someone is not, the person is, is not being, getting money to pay the school. Then the person will enter church. Like will sort us out. Like, oh, we are, we are needing this. That is not why we are in church. Oh. We are not in church because of money, school fees, uh, helping you to do things. That is not why we are in your life. That is why every pastor who is into Mata Ministries, you know Mata Ministries, Serving like you are moving because of church members. When this one calls, then you are there. When this one calls, then you are there. There's something wrong. No, it's not. That's not why we are in the church. We solve problems with the Holy Spirit. Keep your finger here. Go to Second Corinthians chapter three. Let's refer from verse two. Okay, I want to show you like our ministry. That's, our ministry is so it's so unique. You cannot get it from anywhere. Okay. One day, a certain evangelist, televangelist, very famous, healing evangelist actually, was, interv- was being interviewed by a group of people. So he was in a studio, live, or the, live whatever, TV. And they were asking him questions. Now, the journalists were so terrible that they were asking him about money. Why do you take money for this? Why do you take money for that? Why, how much money? They were asking him, how much money do you get? He was just... The journalist was just trying to embarrass the evangelist. Asking him questions about how much money do you get in a week? When you do one crusade, how much money do you get? Oh, as though that is all the ministry is about. What type, what type of a mansion are you living in? How many cars do you have? So the evangelist was like, oh, is that why you invited me? So he was being embarrassed. He felt he was being embarrassed. Like, ah, this is not why... We are here. But he was just barraging him with those questions. Then it was time for people to call him. People had to call him, like the people who were watching. It was time for them to call him and listen to, like, ask the preacher questions as well. The first guy who called said that I have terminal cancer, I'm dying in two weeks. Can you please pray for me? That was what the first person said. Then the televangelist began to pray. The whole place changed. He prayed and communicated healing through the TV to the person. And the person got healed live. Then another person called. I also am also suffering this. Can you pray for me? Prayed. And the person got healed. All the journalist's face became like someone has pooped on their face. <laughs> Because what we offer, nobody can offer. That, that is why the church is actually not supposed to be into building of schools, building hospitals. That is not our job. We are not community developers. We are not the government. We are not the ones to build the road. Our, ta- our, main, our main aim is just one. The word, bring Holy Ghost into people's lives. Let me show you. Let me show you. It says, yeah, a person written in a, in a house, known and read of all men. Let's not read. Let's not read. go to verse six. All oh, this is beautiful. I could have explained it to you, but I just want to show you verse six and verse and verse eight. Let's read the amplifier. Okay, it's okay. Let's go. It says, "Who also has made us?" Let's read from verse five. Verse five. He's talking about preachers. It says, "Not that preachers are sufficient of themselves to think anything as of themselves, but our sufficiency, the ability, is of God." Let's read. Amplified of this. 
Not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in the ability of ourselves. To form what? To form personal judgments or to claim or count anything as coming from us. But our power and our ability. I mean, how can you, how can you explain that we lay hands on someone the person gets healed? Like someone with a big problem comes, one word changes everything. How can you explain? Is, this, is it human? Is it normal? It's not normal. It's not normal. It's highly spiritual. We are, we, are, we are communicators of the spirit. That is our job. For our ability and sufficiency are from God. Our ability and sufficiency are from God. God is the one who enables us to do what we are doing. Next verse. Verse 6. It is he, God, who has qualified us, making us to be fit and worthy and sufficient as ministers and dispensers of a new covenant of salvation through Christ. Not ministers of the letter, of legally written code, but of the spirit. For the code of the law kills, but the Holy Spirit makes life. So what do we dispense? We dispense the Holy Spirit. We give out the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the answer to man's problems. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So when you come to church, don't, don't think that oh, we are coming to church. No, it's Holy Ghost. We are coming for a spiritual encounter with God. That's what you're coming for. Look at the exodus, verse 7. Now if the dispensation of, the dispensation of death engraved in letters on stone, the administration of the law was inaugurated with such glory and splendor that the Israelites were not able to look steadily at the face of Moses because of his brilliance. A glory that was to fade or pass away and pass away he was talking about the Old Testament, okay? Next verse. Why should not the dispensation of the Spirit? Then he explains what the dispensation of the Spirit is. This spiritual ministry whose task, this is our task, it is to cause men to obtain the Holy Ghost and cause men to be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory. That, this is our ministry. Our ministry is to cause men to first of all obtain the spirit. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Like as we are talking to you like this, Holy Spirit is coming to you because th- we are causing you to obtain the Holy Spirit. Now you have the Holy Spirit in your life, I know. But Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. As we talk to you, the Holy Ghost is communicated into your life. And your life becomes better. You become a better person. That is our job. We are communicators of the Holy Ghost. You can look for the Holy Ghost everywhere. You can't find. But when you come to church and we are talking to you, or when you, we meet you on the streets, when we visit you and we are coming to you and talking to you, we are bringing the Spirit of God. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of counsel. We are bringing you counsel from the Spirit. We are bringing you wisdom from the Holy Ghost. We are bringing you ability from the Spirit. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Acts chapter 10 verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon all them that heard him. So if you are hearing, the Holy Ghost just falls upon you. That is what it means to feed people with understanding. It says, I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and feed you with understanding. How do you give someone understanding? Sometimes you can be in church. We are talking, we are preaching. You realize that, hey, all of a sudden you get understanding into something you've never, you've never had for a very long time. 
all of a sudden the thing just opens to you. Hey, all of a sudden you can put two and two together. All of a sudden you have a business idea. All of a sudden you know what to do with, with your life. You can never get it anywhere. It's an ability given to ministers of God to do for you. While Peter was talking, as he was talking, now the Holy Ghost could have fallen on, the, on Cornelius and his house without Peter. But the Holy Spirit told Cornelius to go, send for Peter. Three days journey. To look for the man of God to come. And the Holy Spirit spoke to the man of God and said, don't be afraid, go with them. And when he got there and he started speaking, as he was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on them. Why? Because there are people designated by God for your, for your benefits, for your growth, for your prosperity. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Look at 2 Chronicles 20, 20. If you ignore the word, you will suffer. If you ignore the word, you will suffer. Don't ignore the principles of God's word. Don't ignore what God is saying. Be smart. I said they are rulers sent by God to you. That's how it is. Some man. And they rose up early in the morning, 2 Corinthians 2020, and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Now, how do you believe in God? I've told you. Isn't it? How shall they believe? Except a man preach unto them. Is it true? So even that one is dependent on a man. He says, Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. How many of you want to be established in life? When we see establishment, how do you understand establishment? Your life is stable. Everything about you is correct. No problems. You have peace. You have peace. Peace is something nobody can give you. Yeah. You're established. You have a stable life. A stable growth life. Yeah. How do you get it? A man must give you knowledge concerning God. Then you'll be established in your life. He says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets. Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. Your brother, your prosperity is linked and locked in the man of God sent from God to you. Sent by God to you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Your prosperity, your money, your houses, your cars, your education. And amazingly, we don't give cars. I'm not talking about us giving you physical cars. I'm not talking about us giving you physical houses. We give you the Spirit of God. Who helps you? That is our ministry. That is our job. That is our ministry. That is our job. In Hosea, he says that by a prophet, he brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he preserved Israel. By a prophet. So one of the one of your first prayer topics is who do you want me to submit to? Who do you want me to where do you want me to be? Don't do mother church for that church. You've been in a certain church for a long time. Wherever you are coming from, you've been there for nothing is your life is you don't even understand God. You don't even you don't don't let anybody or anyone confuse you. I'm telling you now. Like the earlier you find this particular thing, the better it is for your life. I'm telling you the truth. Hosea 12 13 says, And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. By a prophet, he brought Israel out of it. What is Egypt? Egypt was a place of the world. Egypt was a place of bondage. 
Egypt was a place of serving, difficulty, slavery. He brought them out by a prophet. And by a prophet, he preserved them. He preserved them and helped them become what God has designed for them to become. Ignore the person that you are in trouble. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. It's a principle in life. You need to get it quickly. If you get it quickly, I found Bishop Dag in 1999. That was when I started listening to Bishop Dag. Yes. Actively. I actually started hearing him on radio in 1998. But I started listening to him actively in 1999. I've listened to him for 20 years. This is my 20th year of listening to Bishop Dag consistently, constantly, trying to hear. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years. That is why I can have some things happening in my life. 20 years. It's not casual. Casual browsers don't get anything. Gold is not on the, on the, on the ground. All those of you say, listen to message. You are playing, you are cooking, you are eating, you are ironing, you are pooping, you are doing everything. So you are not really paying attention. No, 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 no. You're a joke. Sit down. Get into it. Get into it well. Yes. Eat it. You understand? Yeah. 20. I've never been to Bible school. He has been my Bible school. How do I know the things? How do I, how do I remember scriptures? When I listen to a message and they say a scripture, it sticks with me. That's finished. It's finished. I remember where I was standing when that scripture came. And whenever I'm going to quote that scripture, I remember. Yeah? Listen. You have to be smart. You have to be very, very smart. Okay? Very, 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 very smart. And hook on to who God has called. And you, it's, you are here. You are here. Hook on to the system properly. Or something will shake you off. Hook yourself onto the system properly. Don't, don't do social. It's not social lines. We are not communicators of social things like, oh, how are you? What's up, Charlie? What did happen? What did happen? What did happen? What did happen? Charlie, Abi, Abi, they happen. Then yeah. some. Because we greet you and we do this, so it's like, oh, Charlie, boys, boys, brother. It's not boys, boys. We are not here for boys, boys, girls, girls things. Do you understand? Yeah. The earlier you start seeing that something unique is working, and start honoring it, the better it will be for you. Don't become familiar. Yeah, don't become familiar. Because you've seen your pastor in boxer shorts before. So, like, oh, all these people, they are just moving around. Every, remember, he's a man. Yeah, so he wear boxer shorts. He won't wear leather, leather supporter. Like John the Baptist. <laughs> he's a man, so he wear boxer shorts. Are you in the church? Yeah. Hmm. Your preservation. Your development. You see, it's not human. No. Nobody can do this for you. It's not, it's not us. So Paul said, who is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers, they are ministers. And I've tried to explain to you what we are talking about. When we say minister, what we are talking about. Then it says, by whom he believed. Second Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 5. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 5. You see, I've not checked. I don't have, I'm now coming to start my notes. I've not started looking at my notes yet, so you can imagine. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believed. Without them, you will not believe. Oh, it's the truth. Without them, you will not believe. Even as the Lord gave to every man. So every man has had God giving him or her a man. 
By whom? A woman as well. By whom you will believe. And I will give them pastors after my own heart. According to my own heart. To feed them with knowledge. God is not stupid. He knows what he's doing. When Jesus saw the multitude, remember my first scripture, Matthew 9, 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion upon them. Because they were asked, this because they fainted. They fainted. And were scattered abroad. A sheep having no shepherd. They fainted. Let's, let's do the Amplified. Let's do the Amplified. When he saw the, the throngs, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them. Why? Because they were bewildered. Someone should give me a dictionary. For the word bewildered. When we say someone is bewildered, what does it mean? Maybe you think it's wilderness. The person is being in the, like bewildered, being in the wilderness. That's, what that, that's not it. You must read the Bible with the, with the dictionary. And I'm talking about children's dictionary. Don't read. Don't go and find. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like get children's dictionary so that when you read the thing, you can check and you understand. They were bewildered. They were harassed and distressed and dejected. Who has the dictionary? Yes. Bewildered. Deeply or utterly confused. Deeply or utterly confused. confused. Or perplexed. Or perplexed. Eh? Deeply or utterly confused. Or perplexed. Apart from that, they were harassed. And they were distressed. Maybe some guy is harassing you for sex. Or as a boy, another boy wants to use your anus for something. And a person is harassing you. Your anus. Where the poopoo comes from. Someone wants to put his penis there. And the person is chasing you. With money, with money. With money. With $100,000. Or with a car and a house. Yeah, right now, that's the problem. Someone should put a video somewhere. A guy. You know? He was there in the video. He, he himself did the video. So in the video, he was in the video. And then he touched the video with uh, uh, the brush that the ladies use for their makeup. What's it called? Makeup brush? She touched the phone. He touched the phone with it part like that. And when he took the phone, the brush away, she had, he had become a lady. Very beautiful lady that you'll be attracted to. But he's a guy. And then someone had written down there, the men are few. You, you are joining the ladies. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? People, Charlie, just two days ago, I had a call from someone who has been raped by someone important in the, in the, in the country. A guy has been raped by another man in the country. Yeah, and it's something they do regularly, like he's doing it to many people. Very important person in the, in the, in the country. I won't mention the person's name. Yeah. Very important person in the country. Yeah, he's gay. But he's married with children, but that's, this is just something for fun. Yeah, and he he he's, he has people out there who just bring them. Yeah, yeah. Extracurricular activities, <laughs> harassed and distressed in life, and dejected. Let, let's re- I think we should read the English. Maybe we don't understand the English. Harassed, uh-huh. 
to annoy or bother someone in a constant or repeated way to annoy or bother someone in a constant or repeated way so maybe poverty is harassing you or sickness is harassing you constantly there's a second one there's another one say that to make repeated attacks against an enemy to make repeated Repeated attacks attacks against an individual the devil is messing you up you realize that there are demons worrying you like sometimes you are there and something comes over you you take your phone and you're watching porn your penis is inside your hands your penis has become red it's burning you but stay stay you can't help yourself or you are a lady and you are you are having you have a special banana in your house you have been putting it into your vagina go away i'm telling you that tr- there's a demon worrying you yeah monkey banana i'm preaching i'm preaching yeah. you have bought dildos as a lady you, have, you know a dildo different sides oh I, we met somebody like that I mean, we chance. I chance upon somebody like that. Different sizes of dildos. Student, oh, student. I was surprised. And then she's killing herself in the house. In the, in the, she's killing herself. Yeah, there was a case I handled just about two years ago. Why was the lady sitting in class? As she's sitting in class like this, she would just stand up and then enter the bathroom like she's going to urinate and go and finger herself, masturbate, and come and come and sit down. She can't do anything. It destroys your life. They can't, she can't help herself. There are demons. You, you are harassed. Demons. No counsel can change. Nothing can change. Problems. Like you are, you are in trouble. Yeah. You marry and your husband is not enough for you. You see your husband's penis is small. You are harassed. <laughs> and distress. What does, what does distress mean? Distress. It seems good to read dictionary. Feeling or showing extreme unhappiness or pain. Feeling or showing extreme unhappiness or pain. You realize that is your, your story. You are depressed, you are distressed in life. Daddy, there's another one. Uh-huh. Say that not having enough money. Not having enough money. Experiencing financial trouble. Ow. Not, yes, it's in the dictionary. Not having enough, enough money. money. Experiencing financial trouble. Trouble. Yeah, distressed. It's serious. Ask Oniba, is that your story? Listen. God is seeing you. God is seeing your challenge, eh? God is seeing your problem. He says when he saw the throngs, the people, he was moved. God is pitying you. God is having serious sympathy for you. He has serious bowel movement concerning you. Like when he looks at like, I see their distress. I see how she's harassed. He's harassed. I see how, I see all those things. I see what is going on. I see the distresses. I see how dejected. What is this dejection? Dejected. Dejected. Mm-hmm. A feeling of dejection. Sad because of failure or loss. Sad because of failure. You are failing a lot, like multiple failures. Everything you do, it doesn't work. Everything you do, you are trailing everywhere. You have problems. And helpless. You see, all these things are happening, and you don't have any help as well. Help. What does that mean? Helpless. Helpless. Uh-huh. Not protected. Not protected. Not able to defend yourself. Not able to defend yourself. Wow. Wow. What a shock. What a shock. 
So God has seen it. He's seen it. He's seen. He's seen it. Then he says that they are they were like sheep without a shepherd. Look at that. Look at the solution. The solution for all these things I've said. Hmm? Okay, look at Luke chapter. Before we go to the next verse, look at Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke 4, 18. Let's read. Okay. Let's read from verse 16 so that we know who is talking. Okay? King James. So Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Now, Jesus had been going to the synagogue. He had been going to church every time. He was going to church. He was in a department. He was always going and coming, going and coming. But he had had an experience that had changed his life. He had been anointed of God in the desert. So when he came to church, you know where Jesus comes to church, but this particular day, when he came to church, they gave him, look at the next verse, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. They gave him a book to come and read. That day, because of the anointing, the anointing was working. You see, the spirit of God there, the spirit of God changes everything about you. Okay? The more of the spirit you have, the more exciting your life becomes. And the more advancement you can record in your life. Yeah. You, you, your life just changes. The Holy Spirit is the only person you need in your life. That's, that's all. He's the only one you need in your life. And you need more influence, his influence, more. Jesus was always, always going to church, but they had never given him the book to read before. But because of the Spirit, they, 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 the Holy Spirit moved, organized, for them to give, give, them, give him the book. And when he took the book, the Bible says that he found, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He looked for it. Found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. To who? To the poor. Now, every pre- this is every preacher's story. This is our story. The Spirit of God is upon us. And he has anointed us. For what purpose? To preach the gospel to the poor. In other words, to solve the poverty problem. The poverty problem is not solved by government, whatever. Now, if you've noticed, the poorest parts of the world are the parts of the world that keeps being poor. Even though they have a lot of money coming in. You should, you should hear the amount of money that comes as aid into this country. You, be, you, you collapse. But why, why is it not changing? Why is it not changing? They are giving us money, but nothing is happening. Nothing is They've given us money. Uh, we've borrowed that. Uh, you remember Hippic? Yeah. We borrowed billions, but we don't know where the billions are. Yeah, because you see, poverty is a spirit. It's not, it's not normal. It's not physical. It's a spirit. Yeah. Go to these rich countries, and small money does a lot. When we say one million, one million pounds in UK, do you know what it can do? It can do so much. We saw a building in Liverpool. Um, I forgot the name of the building. It's just around the museum area. Very big. I've been to, I've also forgotten the name. Very big building. Very huge. And on the tour, the tour, the tour guy said, this building is worth five million pounds. Five million pounds. Now, five million pounds is about $12 million. Or $15 million. Now, that building is very big. I'm not, I'm not very, very big. It may stretch from like here. And it's very beautiful. And it's ancient. Very nice. Worth about 12 million pounds, 12 million dollars. Now, this country said that it was going to build a. No, 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 not the cathedral. 
parliament for two hundred million dollars. What are you saying? For four hundred people to sit inside. The building I saw there can take at least forty thousand people at once. And it has car parking and beautiful, I mean it's beautiful. Do you understand? Very beautiful. If twelve million dollars can do that in this day, and two hundred million dollars is going to do for something for four hundred human beings to sit around and do yeah, yeah. Because because the kind building they are in is leaking. There's a roof leakage. Water when it rains, it leaks. So they, you see, you see what I'm talking about. There's something wrong with this chocomilo, and, and, and it's it is it is it is a spirit that is working. It's the spirit that is working. Nothing can change it. Nothing can change. I mean, you every road you find, you see a place for human beings to cross. Am I lying? Everywhere in that in, in UK, everywhere there's a place where you press a button, and then you wait. The cars will park, and then you cross, and then you go. We are competing. I can't nearly hit us when we're coming. I'm like, I can't nearly hit us when we're coming. And then we stopped and said, Ah, why? Why didn't you see us coming? They will insult you on top. Why? Because our there's something wrong with the society. There's something wrong with the place. There are demons somewhere sitting on people's brains. Yeah. And the only way to cure it is not by more money. There's a curse that needs to be lifted. There's a curse that needs to be broken. Yeah, it's called the curse of ham. A servant of servants will you be? The ham effect. It's just working in a system like that. You need to get out of it. How? Anointing. There's an anointing. There's a spirit upon us which has us of preaching the gospel to the poor and changing your destiny. Do you like my message? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. We have been sent by God to heal the brokenhearted. What does it mean to be brokenhearted? I'm not talking about when you some people read this thing that, oh, beloved, like someone broke my heart. No. No. That's not what we are talking about. The bewilderment we read in the other side. The distress breaks people's hearts. Like you are trying, but nothing is working. Disappointment. Hey, there's, there's something called the spirit of disappointment. That breaks people's hearts. You have this boy who's talking to you and talking to you and everything. Just when things are supposed to happen, then he will run away. After sleeping with you for maybe 70 times. When you remember him, then your vagina is pain. You say, ah, yeah, guy, this guy really sports things. Our company is trying to employ you. You are going through the processes. They still write the exam. You wrote the exam. They say, come for interview. Went for first interview, second interview, third interview. And they tell you, we are sorry, but we cannot. Then you see that something, your heart is beating. People people want to commit suicide. Suicide is one of the easiest things around now. Yeah, people, people want to easily. They just want to commit suicide. Yeah, because there's nothing, there's nothing around. Yeah, and we have wicked leaders as well. Yeah. Now, forget about MPP or NDC, they, they are all wicked. Yeah, they are all wicked. I don't care, I, mean, I vote for one of them. Yes, and I'm talking about both of them. I vote depending on what's going on. 
when this one is fooling around, I'll, I'm a floating voter. I'll vote here. And this one is, I'll vote here. That's basically how I, how I vote. And I think all of us should vote like that. Yeah. Yes. Why should $1 million be used to, to buy cars? When you see 10 V8s driving on this road, do you know a V8 Land Cruiser driving on this road? You should know that that is $1.5 million driving. $1.5 million. Why should a road, a road from, from, uh, from uh, uh, Konong, uh, Jiso to Konongo take 100 years to construct? Like Accra Kumasi Road, we are 60 years as in the, in the we can, we've not been able to connect our two major cities. I drove, we drove from, from Liverpool to London. Okay? No portal. No portal. Almost four hour drive without a portal. Three carriage, three carriage way. Three here, three here. Driving, I mean free. The, the road is so free that they have to write road limits. Like if you drive, and they have cameras on the road. If you drive above it, just take a picture of you and bring you money to pay right now. Or take your license from you. Yeah, right now they take people's license from them. You will not drive for some days. Yeah, and pay the money as well. The wind from an oncoming car will just jump. Hey! Your car will shake like this. Wickedness. People are dying on the road. People are just dying on the road. When they are driving on the road, you are afraid. I drive on it regularly. Regul- I drive on it regularly. And if you see what happens on the road, it's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. Hallelujah. Broken heartedness. Your heart is you are missed. Failure has just destroyed you. Jesus said, I have come to what? To preach. To, to, he has sent me to heal the broken hearted. The Lord is healing your broken heartedness. And to preach deliverance to the captives. People who are bound by various things. I've told you some already. Various things. Drugs. Some people are smoking weed. They can't stop. It's only the holies who can help you. You know what I mean? No, you know, one guy in uh, Alpha, he's, he's gone, he's not a Ghanaian, he's from a certain country. He's gone back to his country, so let me say, maybe you don't hear the message. <laughs> and he was one number one weed smoker. Chimney. Chimney. <laughs> number one. I mean, he, could, he can smoke weed. Do you understand? Yeah, smoke weed to the extreme. We met him. One of us met him, preached to him. He got born again and was in church. Stayed in church for about one year before he went back to his country. Now, his father came around and, start, and came to thank us. Oh, thank you for whatever, for helping my son to become fine. We said, oh, you are welcome. Thank God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When the son went back and is praying in tongues now, the son is praying in tongues in the house, in his room. The father will open the door. What are you doing? What's all this nonsense? Stop this church thing and this prayer. I said, eh? Eh? Can you imagine that one day we're having a prayer meeting? We're having a, about, I think, eight-hour prayer meeting in that place. We're praying. And a friend of his he used to smoke weed with sent him a voice note that, listen, stop this church foolishness and come and let us smoke. I have weed right now. The bundles that you like, I have it right now. Come and let us smoke right now. And he showed the message to us. And we played it on the thing for everybody to hear. Look at what people are doing. If you will not be serious with what you are doing. 
people are wild. The devil is wild. The devil will never give up on you. He's wild. He's wild. He's not resting. He likes you. Your flesh is nice for him. He wants to... <laughs> to preach deliverance to the, the preaching change the person. The Bible says that there was a day Jesus was preaching. Also, he was preaching, the power of God was present to heal. As we preach, eh, the power of God is present to heal, to heal broken heartedness. You wouldn't know what to happen, but all of a sudden, you 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 just feel fine. That's why some people have said religion is the opium of the people. It's like whilst you are in the house of God, you feel high. Like it is it is from the spirit. It's not the bad thing. It's from the spirit because you see that you have peace. You have peace. You just have peace. And if you go away having your mind, it says, he shall, thou shall keep him perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. So if you stay your mind on the word of God, and stay your mind on the house of God, you realize that you still have peace wherever you go. If you learn to wait on God, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. Every time your strength is renewed and renewed and renewed and renewed. Stronger and stronger. Yeah. If the word gets darker, we shine more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Recovery of sight to the blind. All those who are blind. Not physical blindness. Blind to God. Blind to anything spiritual. Because you see, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14, he says that, but the natural man received not the things of the spirit. For they are foolishness unto him. Eh? First Corinthians 3.14 But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. He cannot even know them. So he's blind. Eh? Look at Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3. But if our gospel be hid. It is hidden to them that are blind to them that are lost in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not have you seen it? lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them so Jesus I have come to bring recovery of sight to the blind that's our job when we come we come as lights look at the next verse do you like my message? Yes. for we preach not ourselves but Christ we preach not ourselves but Christ Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Next verse, verse 6. For who for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts, the preacher's hearts. Have you seen it? Yeah. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So as we stand and preach, the light of God comes out of us, okay, and brings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm talking about the rulers. Yeah. Say the rulers. the rulers. They are to rule you and bring you all these good things into your life. That's, that's our job. That's why I say, the Bible says, no man take this honor upon himself. Who is fit to take this upon himself? It's only God. It's too high. Then he says, go back to that place. Look for verse 18. Then he says, to set our liberty them that are bruised. People are bruised in life. They are bruised by life, by situations, challenges, problems. Yeah. Bruised by competition. You check your mate's life. Ah, my mates are doing well. Look at me. When this one has married, this one, this one has done this, this one. Me, I have not had this. Me, bruised. You are bruised. 
You have bruised your head. Maybe an uncle molested you. Your uncle was the one who slept with you. More than once, repeatedly. And when it came out, nobody said anything about it. You are bruised. Yeah. Your cousin was the one who broke your virginity. You are bruised. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean. I mean. Already we know. I mean. You are bruised in life. Your father hurt you. Did something that hurt you. You are carrying it. You are limping in life. You are limping in life throughout because of something your father did, your uncle did, or somebody did. A family member did. They denied you of school. Yeah. I have people, they do a denied of school. So they are bruised in life. That, like that. You know that something, they should have done this for me. They didn't do it for me. He says, listen, I've come to set you at the because what, what bruises you keeps you in bondage. Keeps you in bondage. Whatever bruised, bruised you will keep you in bondage. So he says, I've come. The anointing is here to set you at liberty. That is our job. Jesus did it in John chapter 20. He did it in his life. And in John chapter 20 verse 21, he says, as the Father has sent me, even so send I you. He sent us with that same ministry. And that's the exact ministry that we carry. That is what we preach and teach and heal. That's all we do. Do you understand? Yeah, because we are ministers sent from God for you. For you. It is not we, it is for you. This ministry is for you. For you to do well. So don't ignore what you are bringing to you. Do you understand? When Jesus saw, go back to Matthew 9, 36. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad, a sheep having no shepherd. And he said, next verse. Then said the unto disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye the Lord the harvest. That he will send for the laborers. Pray therefore the Lord have us that he will send for the laborers into his habit. We are laborers. We have been sent to you. Charlie? Receive. Tell me about receive. receive. What we are carrying for you. Don't ignore our counsel. Hmm? Don't insult us. Don't let your pastors or your leaders or whoever. You see, that's how it works. I'm the pastor of the church. We have 21 churches. And counting next year by ne- next year by this time we'll be opening up 30 more churches. We want to have 50 churches by the close of next year. Is it possible? Yeah. So um, uh, we are starting a Bible school. If you are interested, just let me know. We are starting a Bible school next month. A missions Bible school to operate on uh, whatever basis. Okay? Yeah. So it's going to be very wonderful. If you are, I told the leaders, if you are interested, see your pastor. He will, he will vet you and then you come. Then we'll teach you. Hallelujah. I was talking about how it works. I'm the pastor of the church. This man is the pastor of this church. These people are the pastors that are with you. He responds to me. She responds to him. Like, that's how it is. There's an arrangement. You understand? There's a system. Okay? Not because we are higher than you. It's because of the purpose of administration. Without us setting things in order, you cannot have order in a system. Everybody will do whatever they want to do. You understand? Uh-huh. But for order to prevail, we have administration. Like this one is here, this one is here, this one is here, this one. Is here. This is what we are doing. You see. Now you must learn to respond to whoever it is that is above you. What it means that she must learn to respond to him, and she must learn to respond to me because I'm above her as well. She must learn to respond to him. She must learn to respond to me. Same thing. Whoever it is that is above you or with you, you must learn to respond to that person. You must learn to honor God, and you must learn to honor the one who is with you. 
or who God has given to you. Do you understand? Yeah. Because if you don't, you are not receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's what you are doing. You are not receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not. So in this particular place in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, he says, obey them that have the rule over you. Obey. That's with the Amplified. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them. Continually recognizing the authority over you. This is very important because if you don't, you will lose out on what you are supposed to get. Are you getting it? You will lose out on it. You will not have what you are supposed to have. Because you are blocking the channels. You are what the channel, I mean, for God to bless you or for God to do anything in your life. There's a, there's, he says he pours the anointing oil upon Aaron's head and it runs down through his face, through the beard, then through his skirts, then it goes down. That's how it works. There's, it's always from above. So immediately you start discrediting those who are above. Or start, and there are things you do. That's what I want to show you. There are things you do that makes you a dangerous son or a dangerous daughter. Or a, 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 a a false brother or false sister. Your obedience or disobedience or some witness makes you something else. Because if you are really a sheep, you respond to us. It is the truth. But if you are not, you, you will not, nothing we say will even do anything. You will not believe. Look at this. It says, obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them. Continually recognizing the authority over you. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls. And guarding your spiritual welfare. As men who will have to render an account of their trust. You are a trust from God to us. Then it says, do your part. You do your part. There's a part you need to do. It's not only on us. There's a part you need to do. That's what I came to tell you. You need to do your part. If you don't do your part, you are some way. If you don't do your part, you are disloyal. If you don't do your part, you are, you are, you are a dangerous person that we should not associate with. You are making the work difficult for us. Look at this. It says, do your part. Let them do this with gladness. Do your part to let them do this with gladness. And not with sighing and groaning. For that will not be profitable to you either. Like, handle yourself for so that we will not do... Like, when we remember you, we will not say, Ah, this person came to this church. I, I regret that this person is in this church. We've wasted our time trying to follow up on this person. How long will this person change? You have been in this church for three years, four years. Your sex life has not changed. There's something wrong. You are a false brother, you are a false sister. There's something wrong. After all that we have said... We call you, counsel, we talk to you. This one, don't do it like you do it like this. You think it's an advice. So you reject our counsel when you go. Your, your time is coming. Your time is coming. We say, don't do it like this. These are not our standards. These are not our values. You propose to seven girls in the church. Or you talk to this one, you talk to this one, you talk to this one. You are defrauding people in the church. You are leading people on. Sending pictures of your penis and your vagina to people. You were false brother, you were false sister. There's something, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, There's something wrong. I'm going to give you many sons in the Bible, many sons who were terrible fake people. 
they are in the church. Oh. I'm not talking to people outside. I'm talking about people in the church. Like we are all here. We are all here. How are you like? How are you like? How how is how is your life like? Are you interested in what I'm talking about? How? Hallelujah. The Lord will help us. Rise up your feet and just stand up. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.